always focused on fear because fear is a very potent language of the ego and it's so low it's a low vibration so you can feel when it affects you but my big big aha big change of awareness in the past week or two is about desire and it's about wanting and longing for things in the past i never would have said you know wanting something is bad and and i'm not saying it's inherently bad okay that's like the main thing i want to get across is wanting something i am not saying it's bad but i am going to give you a perspective today that can hopefully make you shift to see how detrimental and how wanting and desiring things to be other than what they are is of the ego and we're here to be human i am never going to tell you that you can live egoless or in any sense because we are a human and the ego is here to help us live this life and especially to keep us safe its whole purpose is survival so that's why it's you know always caught up in fear because it always needs us to survive its number one focus is survival but it also keeps us in full distraction with desire and wanting and longing longing so this is what i want to talk about today the main example i will use is my desire to become a mom and not getting pregnant because it's a very natural desire it's encoded in my dna to want to have this it's not a bad wanting it's very natural wanting it's you know very mammalian to want to reproduce but i now see things in a very very clear lens that i have never seen before so if you were to look at my life if i were to look at my own life i have an amazing husband a beautiful husband i love him i have a beautiful house i have a beautiful body i am like what's there to complain about i am relatively healthy i have been dealing with a health issue that i talked about on the last episode but i have an amazing job i take pictures of children i get to record these episodes and talk about things I love, you know, just because it brings me happiness. I don't get paid to do this. I just do it because it makes me happy. I get to live my life of freedom, making money, taking pictures of children. My life is easy. It's beautiful. I've chosen to live in the city of Phoenix that I love. When you look at the reality of my life, when I look at it, there's really no cause for suffering and there's really no cause to say that there is is even a lack of something yet i am in suffering over not getting what i have wanted so where is this source of suffering coming from if you are looking at the reality of my life and it is a easy beautiful fairly abundant life that i live that's the reality of it Yet I am in suffering over something I have not received that I want. So where is this suffering coming from? Solely my mind. 
nothing else than my mind. The source of all of my discomforts in not getting what I have wanted comes from my mind. And more specifically, this suffering comes and stems from desire, wanting, and longing. It is because I have desired for so long and I have been wanting this for so long. I have created these grand visions of what I want. And this is when the conversation of you know manifesting gets very interesting to me because you know, I, wanted to, I want people to have conversations about things they haven't manifested. That's what I'm interested in <laughs> because everyone has conversations about, look what I've manifested and I manifested this, but everyone, in my opinion, has had something where they have not manifested something. And that's the conversation I'm interested in because this book that, I, that has changed my life, The Freedom Transmissions, it's a channeled book of Yeshua. So it's it is truly amazing. I started reading it at the very beginning of May and my entire life has transformed since May. It is the, it's from the middle of May that my life blew open and <laughs> everything has happened since May, since I started reading this book. And it's because Yeshua is, Jesus is the rebalancer. When you have an imbalance, he comes to balance that. And that is what, is happening with me. That is why I'm questioning and I'm in the throes of doing this podcast about desires and wanting because this book talks a lot about how our ego wants more and more and more and it is at war with what is in your life. The ego is never satisfied with what is. It is never satisfied with your current life because it wants more, it needs more, Because it needs the feeling of blank. So wanting and desiring something is always from a perceived lack in your mind. Because your mind wants a feeling of blank. It wants a feeling of fulfillment. It wants a feeling of power. It wants a feeling of abundance. It wants a feeling of something. Which is why you are desiring and wanting something. And I am not saying that's bad, but I am just telling you to be aware of what your desiring and longing actually stems from. It stems from a feeling of lack in your mind because your mind wants a feeling of something. So it's more so about figure out what is the feeling? What is your ego steering you in your life for the feeling of something? It's more so just being aware of the feeling that is running your life. The feeling you are so desperately seeking that is running your show. So for me, I feel like the feeling that I've sought after to be a mom is the feeling of being a mom, but also more so feeling like a woman. So from my childhood, I've always looked at pregnant women and breastfeeding and mothers I only knew women that were mothers. That's all I ever knew as a child. So a woman equals a mother. A mother equals a woman. So I have, I think, always wanted to be a mom to feel more like a woman. To feel more like a woman. So now that I know what I'm desiring, the feeling of being like a woman, 
What can I do today that can make me feel more like a woman? So what I think is so funny is that I think God, I think the universe delivers us the things we want in packages we don't understand. So this is a story. I desire to feel more like a mom. And that can come in the way of my cat getting a UTI and bringing him to the vet and being so heartbroken watching him have the um, urge to pee every 10 minutes and then needing to give him like a pain med because I'm, I have to soothe my own discomfort. So I'm giving him pain meds, but I'm soothing my own discomfort of watching him in pain. That is a mother. When a mother sees their baby sick, it is so hard on the mother. It is so uncomfortable for the mother. It brings pain to the mother. So my cat getting sick and bringing him to the vet and needing help and being distraught over that brought me the experience of feeling like a mother because I was worried sick over him and I was so oh, feeling over him because I felt like a mother. I'm saying that story for you to become aware of what you are asking the universe for to then look at what you are receiving in your life and that could be fully in line with what you're asking for. It's just a vibration. It's just a frequency and the universe delivers it. Not exactly in the way you imagined, you wanted, you pictured, not in the package you want, but it's still being delivered. And I think it's really funny. I just... I hope this episode's not like so all over the place because I'm very much doing this off the cuff because every friend that I've been with this week, I am talking about this topic of desire and wanting. So it's, you know, I just need to get it off my chest and, and fully verbalize it. So, and then the last part of this, you know, look at what you're asking of the universe. I have a friend many years ago who was telling the universe, telling God that, you know, she wants to teach more. She like kind of wants to get more into the teacher role. And then she accidentally got pregnant, like fully accident, was not prepared for it, did not want to be pregnant. And what is the experience of a parent? You are a teacher. So she, she became a teacher in the way of a parent. It's just kind of funny. Okay, so all of my desire wanting thoughts have stemmed from seeing that most of us are at war with our own life or an aspect of our life. We don't like something that's going on in our current life. You know, something's going on with our child and it tears us up and we are at war with, we are not at peace with this thing that's happening to our child right now. Or we have a family member, you know, that is being intrusive in our life and we do not have peace over this. We are at war with aspects of our life. So I, me personally, I, you know, obviously don't like that I am not a mother yet. So I am at war with an aspect of my life that I don't have peace with. And I have this friend who is struggling in her life because she accidentally got pregnant and she has this amazing baby, but she's living this life that she didn't envision for herself. So she is at war with her own life in the opposite way that I am. And I'm learning so much from her because we 
are literally dealing with the same exact mind imbalance of not having peace with our life because it's different from what we have imagined. We don't like what we see in our current life. And she got it through the way of an accidental pregnancy and I am dealing with it with not getting pregnant because the universe gives you what you need. What you need. The universe gives you what you need, not what you want. Spirit gives you what you need in your life. She needed a child. I, for some reason, do not need to get pregnant. And this is where I deviate from the whole manifestation conversation. I do believe we are co-creators in this universe. We co-create with God. But God ultimately gives us what we need, not what we want for our individual soul growth. And I see it over and over and over in my life and in other people's lives. And this is why I want the conversation of with people, what have you not manifested? Because that's what's important. Because you clearly don't need that in your life. Otherwise, you would have it. So when we're not getting what we want, we become at war with our life. We don't have peace with our life. It could just, you know, you could be at war with your own body. You could be, you could have gained unexplained weight or weight really fast or you could have a face full of acne and be at war with your body you know you're you still don't have peace with what is you are at war with your own body or you could be at war with your husband because you're not getting along you could be at war with your child because they're not acting the way you want them to act they're being defiant they're making choices in their life that you don't agree with There's so many things we can be at war with, with our current life. So then I was listening to this podcast episode of this woman who, her baby died inside of her around like 30 weeks. It was like pretty late. And after a week or two of learning that her baby died, she was in full victimhood, obviously. She's mourning, she's in pain, and she is in full victimhood. Like, why me? Why does it have to happen to me? And that's obviously, you know, a natural progression of, tragedy in your life but eventually she heard spirit tell her align with what is align with what is and when I heard that I I got chills I got tears because that is what we all need to hear we all need to align with what is happening in our life currently We need to have peace with what is happening in our life currently because we are not okay with whatever's happening and we are at war with it. We are in complete resistance to our own life or we are in complete resistance to our own body. If our body is giving us pain or acne or whatever, wrinkles, fat, whatever, who has peace in their life? Who has peace with their body? Who has peace? with the way their life looks. I don't know many people. I don't know many people that have this level of peace that I want. This topic is so dominant in my mind because of this Freedom Transmissions Yeshua book that I have been reading since May. I really pick it up here or there. I don't like read it from front to back. But the main theme throughout the book is that the what God wants is for you to be at peace. And I think we all have that desire 
yet we often don't make it a priority. Like, why are we praying for, you know, this external change in our life to happen so that we can have peace? Why are we praying for external change or God change this person and heal this person when ultimately, ultimately, most of us want the feeling of peace in our body? We want to be at peace and we want to feel peaceful. So why aren't we praying for peace? These feelings is what dictates our life. We want a feeling of more bliss. We want less pain. We want more forgiveness. All we are seeking in our life is a feeling in our body. We want to get rid of feelings and we want to gain certain feelings. We want to get rid of pain and jealousy and selfishness. And we want to gain peace. And we want to gain forgiveness and more love. Our inner world dictates how we live our life. We want a feeling of more abundance. So then we, we go out into the world and we start working hard and get more money. The feeling of what we want in our body dictates our life. So instead of praying for external changes or people to change, why aren't we just praying for more peace? That is my only prayer right now. Is God, I don't want to be at war with my own life anymore. I want to align with what is. I want to have peace in my body. I want the feeling of peace in my body with however my life unfolds. Whether I get what I want or not, I want peace in my body even if I don't get what I want in this life. But in order to pray for these change of perceptions or, you know, God change my heart, you know, there's many ways to say it. You could say God change my heart to hold more love or to hold more forgiveness. God change my mind, change my mind perceptions, switch these neurons in my brain from jealousy to gratitude. So what I'm suggesting to you is figure out the feeling you're actually desiring that's underneath the external event or the external thing you want. You know, if you want a love partner, what are the actual feelings that you're hoping to feel once you get the love partner? That is what is driving us. It's the feeling we want to experience in our body. And a lot of times we can start those feelings today. You know, if you want more peace, what can you do today that can give you a little bit more peace? The, the liberating thing about discovering what feeling you're actually striving for is that you could start today. You don't have to wait until that external event or that external thing comes into your life. So for me, you know, I practice being a mom to my friend's kids and my cat. And that's how I can start today. So we established that wanting something is because your mind is perceiving a lack of something and it wants a feeling. So what you're really seeking is a feeling. But I want to talk about how 
the deep desire and wanting and wanting more and more and different and more is the flip side of fear. So it's like the mirror of fear. And I had this aha moment because I watched my mind go so far into the future of a desire, just like a fear. So when you're going to the airport and your mind jumps 20 steps ahead and is like, oh my gosh, what if my plane goes down? That's an intrusive thought. An intrusive thought, you know, kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere and it jumps into the future and it goes so far into the future trying to predict what's going to happen. Well, I think desire works in the same exact way because I have had so many intrusive thoughts through the years and it's only just last week that I fully recognized that it is an intrusive thought but over a desire. So my mind always goes to, if I do this, I'll get pregnant. If I heal this, I'll get pregnant. And sometimes the thoughts are so embarrassing and so morbid of what my mind thinks. Oh, if this happens now, maybe I'll get pregnant. Like so morbid that, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't even, I won't even say some of the thoughts my mind has had. It's so startling. And that was the morbid thought is how I recognized that desire is the flip side of fear because it takes you out of the present moment and into the future. But it feels better than fear because desire is a higher vibration. It's something you want. It feels good versus fear. Fear is scary and it's low and you go into fight or flight over fear intrusive thoughts. But there are desire intrusive thoughts, the things you want. And then you get caught up in daydreaming. You call it daydreaming. But I call it your ego taking you out of your present moment, the wonderful magic of your present moment, and and it shifts you into the future. And that's daydreaming. And it's taking you out of the magic of the present and putting you into the future. And that is what the mind does. So fear intrusive thoughts put you into a spiral of worry. But desire intrusive thoughts put you into a spiral of wanting. And at the end of the spiral of wanting, how good does that feel really? It feels better than the fear spiral. But after you have this spiral of I want this and you're salivating over that, you feel discontent with your present life. You don't have peace with your current life. And that is the detriment of desires and wanting and longing. That is how it is of the ego because it makes you discontent with the gifts of the present moment. It clouds your vision. It makes you delusional from what you currently have, from what all is well in your current life. It takes you away from the gifts of your current life and projects you into the future and says, only when this happens in the future, then I'll feel good and I'll feel peaceful and everything will be better and everything will be joyful and amazing and happy in the future. It takes you out of the present. Wanting something so bad steals the gifts 
of your present moment because you are in your mind daydreaming of the future. You are not in your body. You are not present in your body. You are not looking at your current life with awe and gratitude. You are consumed with your future. You are living in your future. This is how desires and wanting and salivating over things and people and circumstances and money and lovers and children, that is how it causes suffering because it takes you away from your present and then you cannot see the gifts of your present. Desire and fear are both of the ego mind and they both cause suffering. They are one and the same. So then it's natural to ask, well, how can I ever want something better for my life, you know, if I don't want and desire? I think clarifying what we want and don't want in life obviously is the biggest aspect of co-creating our life. But there is the piece of whether we attach to it and expect it and need it and control it that we attach to it and cling to it so tightly that it needs to happen. It needs to happen. And whether it happens or not hinges on our peace and our happiness. There's a difference between clinging and attaching to it so deeply versus hoping and not attaching to the outcome. Keeping it light and fresh and hopeful, not pressing and contorting and controlling and expecting. There's like this light version where we can, you know, hope for all these things and want these things without this shadow side of needing and controlling. It is this darker version. And so it goes back to this quote from this Yeshua book of, What is the difference between hope and expectation? And I've talked about this on the previous episode because it's changed my life. What is the difference between hope and expectation? Hope is a lightness. You're not attached. It's unattached. It's light. Expectation is control. It's heavy. It's darker. It's the shadow form of hope. And I think that's the difference. We can want things for our life, but keeping in the hope, the unattached hope versus expectation. And knowing that we get what we need for our soul growth, for our growth. God gives us what we need, not what we want. But if we get what we want, it's because we need it. That's how it works. So I just want you to observe how much you think of all the things you want and how far into the future that those daydreams are and then how you feel about it. You know, like I said, it's a higher vibration than fear. So it feels, you know, it feels good a lot of times to daydream. But then how do you feel about your current life? Does all of that daydreaming of wanting give you more peace for what is? I highly doubt it. I'm going to read this portion from this book about an imbalance of the mind. So in this book, it talks about the seven imbalances of the mind. 
And I mean, I have all seven imbalances because I have an ego, I have the mind. So it's a little depressing to be like, oh, yep, my ego's like that. Yep, it's like that. But all, you know, we're all like that. So the fifth imbalance of the mind is human want, lust, and desires of the flesh. It's about wanting things to be other than what they are. It's wanting a relationship, wanting sex, wanting more attention, wanting more money. It's about what you think you should have instead of what you do have. It's an imbalance of I want it and I want it now. It's an imbalance of if I don't get it now, I'm going to kick and scream and take what I want and burden others until I get it. This mind imbalance requires a constant feeding from the external world of more money, more clothes, more houses, cars, sex, food, sugar, alcohol, technology, dopamine hits, whatever can soothe and comfort the lack within you. It's the mind imbalance of desiring what others have and it wants to do what others do. It's about wanting and it's about fitting in. But you were designed to be completely yourself, completely original. But it is often easier to do things the way other people do it. There is a great deal of fear of rejection or judgment that results from being original. Therefore, the ego likes to mimic others' actions and others' words and doing things the way other people have been doing it to achieve status or followings or recognition. Fad diets and clothing companies and social media companies, even credit card companies, prey on this mind imbalance because, if, because it tells you the lie of, if you look like this, if you have these things, you will be happy. And if you do not, you will not be happy. So to heal this imbalance, it talks about how we need to create a new metric of what truly nourishes us. So you replace the focus on money or the number of followers you have with the moments of joy that you experience. So you change your metric of what nourishes you. You seek joy instead of money. You seek joy instead of the amount of followers you have. So a question that I have been asking my husband recently and my friends is, if you lived an entire week from your mind, from your ego, from your ego's desires and wants, what would that look like? Fully, 100% in your mind, in your ego, you know, all your desires and wanting and longing that you're living 100% from that and you're acting from that, what would your week look like? Then contrast that with, imagine you lived 100% from your soul for an entire week. What would that look like? What would that feel like? The contrast is huge. (laughs) It's huge. I'm not saying it's possible because I think, you know, we're all living majorly from our ego. And when we shift into our soul, it's probably like 1%. It's not much, but the shift is, is major when we feel it in our body. But the soul is concerned with peace appreciating what is, loving people, forgiving people, 
finding amazement in the smallest little things like a butterfly flying, the fall leaves running on the pavement. That's what the soul prioritizes. That's what nourishes the soul. So what would your, look, what would your week look like if you lived 100% from your soul for an entire week versus your ego? The ego would not have peace. It would not be resting in contentment. <laughs> not at all. It would be focusing on lack and what it doesn't have and all that it wants. Recently, I saw on Instagram this amazing perspective about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden that I resonate with so completely. So it's the perspective that when Adam and Eve were in the garden and God said, hey, you have this entire garden to eat from. Look at this magical, amazing garden. You could have anything in this garden. Just don't eat from this one tree, you know? Ignore this one tree. Then what does the human ego do? It focuses on the one tree it can't have instead of all that it has. God is the abundance mindset. It says, look at all that you have. Look at your life. Look at the riches in your life. Look at the abundance. Look at the love. Look at these people you have in your life. And the ego is scarcity. It's lack. And it says, look at this one thing I don't have. And I want it. And I want it now. And I am going to control and contort and suffer my way through life until I have this thing. That is the ego. That is the perspective of the Garden of Eden that I resonate with because I see it in my life. I experience it in my body. I experience it in my mind. And I see it in other people's lives. God is the God of abundance. And she says, look at all that you have. And then our ego mind says, look at this one thing I don't have. And I want it. 